0: Oh! <laughs> is Greg Keene. I want to welcome you to Toasted Soul. Toasted Soul is a podcast hosted by me, Greg Keene. Toasted Soul will be exploring technology news, business news, and just general rants on life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Toasted Soul. And today I have with me Chris Tufford. Uh, Chris owns Green Apple. Uh, Thanks for coming on board, Chris. Uh, Could you tell the Toasted Soul uh, group something about yourself? Hi, Greg. How are you? Thanks
1: for having me on. No problem. I'm a lifelong entrepreneur, left college after two years to start my first business, so I didn't even finish my college diploma. I've uh, founded companies in a number of different um, verticals before, property management, telecommunications, um, events and iGaming, and now uh, FinTech, so... Uh, I'm excited. I'm always excited about about new ventures. I'm always thinking the next uh, the next thing will be the next big thing. But looking back, uh, you realized some were better than others. But I think uh, this will be the best one. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, it looks really interesting. I was checking out your uh, website and um, interesting stuff. I had a fintech gentleman on a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure if you saw that episode, um, but fintech seems to be the thing to be in right now.
1: It's I a mean, pretty hot sector. It's, I mean, <laughs> they've been saying now for God, uh, better part of twenty years that software is eating the world, um, and fintech seems to be um, one of the new, the new things that's really changing the dynamics of the way that we operate in a number of different uh, uh, types of businesses yeah i mean fintech to me sort of is is, is overarching amongst you know fintech and um insure tech and some some of the other stuff i think they're all sort of wrapped up in one
0: right so yeah you said you're a serial entrepreneur and i i noticed that you'd started um had other businesses in the past so you think this is the this is like the bet the beta, like what what would you say about this this particular one over the other ones that you've looked at uh because i mean like the the things that you've done, like uh, the other uh, entrepreneur ventures that I see that you've done, they're like really cool. Like, especially I, the, the the iGame stuff, what was at the Pitt or something like that?
1: Yeah, we started with the Poker in Canada tour and then that ended up becoming the World Poker Tours Amateur Poker League. So um, we were partnered with the largest poker brand in the world at the time, the World Poker Tour. We became the largest um, amateur poker tour in Canada. We were running in um, five provinces. We're doing upwards of about one hundred and twenty events a week across the country. We used to have a large national amateur poker championship that had um, you know, the biggest event was over three hundred people poker tournament. Um, and they're playing for prizes, right? The big prize would be a seat uh, at a WPT event. Like year so, we gave away a seat to the World poker Tours. They had a big uh, celebrity, uh, a celebrity one that we did. It was the Celebrity Invitational. That's what it was called. It was the Celebrity Invitational in LA. What was the prize one year for, for winning?
0: So uh, I mean, like esports and things like that, are, uh, and I like online gaming is becoming the big thing. Like uh, I saw today, uh, what was a company called Swift or Swift or something like that? It's spelled weird. It's one of those new age spellings. It was like S Z. I'm not sure. Anyways. <laughs> what they are doing yeah it's crazy but what you're doing is um is cycling races so you buy all the equipment you have your bike you connect it to this contraption and it tracks you on on the on the screen so you can see yourself as an avatar on the screen and you're racing against people around the world and you're winning money and and then we also know like e-sports like e-gaming like um Call of Duty and all those other games that, that people are playing for millions of dollars. So, would you think about like revamping or restarting or doing anything back with your?
1: Yeah, you mean well. So, you're, I guess this company is a bit of a combination of like Peloton and uh, and uh, Fortnite. Then I guess is right. it? No, I, I had a long run in the iGaming space. I, I know that. Um, I know somebody that's, that's just jumping into the iGaming space now because they're about to deregulate the sports betting market. I, I think, I'm not sure, I guess this must be just Ontario, right? Because these are all Ontario-based. So it's just Ontario is finally coming around and they're going to deregulate it so that it'll be more like the UK where you can bet on one game rather than having to parlay it into three, like through the uh, OLG and their, uh, right? The, they've done sports gaming now for, you know, since the nineties, but the, the trick was you had to bet on a minimum of three games. You couldn't just bet on one thing. So they're going to deregulate it or they're going to open it up. It'll still be regulated, but they're going to open it up um, it'll allow people to bet on one game or one thing, right. You know, who's going to win the coin toss uh, for the Super Bowl? Uh, which who's, which team will score first, that kind of stuff, all that uh, prop betting and stuff.
0: So yeah, that's a, it's an interesting um, feel, like people just watching sports and it, it making so like video games and making so much money online. Um, but yeah, back to your FinTech your you know, Green Apple, like, can you tell us a little bit more about that? So Green Apple Pay is
1: an online um, uh, digital fundraising platform for organizations that need to fundraise as some primary or secondary form of their existence. So charities and nonprofits, community organizations like a food bank, um, churches, uh, schools, um, s- recreational sports teams and leagues, because um, they're saving up to go to a tournament uh, next month and you know, later in the summer, if this was during the summer, um, that kind of stuff. So we, we give them, we we offer them a way to, to start creating digital revenue streams so we're launching this month with our transaction rounding so you could be an organization signs up on the platform, they, they invite their stakeholders. Uh, to create accounts on the platform you sign up and then we can track your spending virtually using a banking API so you're buying a coffee at Tim Hortons for 250 we round the transaction up to $3 and you donate that 50 cents that spare change the organization you care about your son's hockey team your church local church the food bank sick kids hospital whatever it might be then we're going to add start connecting into affinity loyalty uh, programs Um, and then later down the road we're we intend to build our own affinity uh, and loyalty program because the existing ones you can plug into sort of cover the national international the big the big players right um, but it leaves out the other half of the market, all of the small mom and pop or small regional or local players that have, you know, one or three or 10 locations, but that's it because they're only across the GTA or they're only in Ontario or whatever it happens to be. They'd probably love to, an opportunity to drive incremental sales at, at, at their store, um, whether it's a restaurant or a flower shop. If and they're prepared to pay a commission if they're helping to support a local uh, um, a local group that they care about too.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So a lot of the, a lot of companies are doing these like um, fundraising and things like that. How do you guys differ to like say somebody like uh, the GoFundMe's out there?
1: Yeah, so the GoFundMe's are sort of set up as they're. I think they're typically more set up as sort of a very specific fundraising campaign for a specific group or an individual that's trying to do it for um, one specific event. Um, We're more of this um, sort of set it and forget it um, digital fundraising so that you can set up your account, set it up to track your spending, and then all of this, uh, all of these, all of the spare change by rounding up your transactions and all of this found money from commissions, from uh, retail partners, just automatically get um, collected um, and sent to the organization that you're supporting on a weekly, monthly, annual basis. So just sort of, it's an ongoing predictable revenue stream for the organization. I mean, organizations out there that do fundraising have been hurt, you know, especially hard by, uh, the coronavirus pandemic right a lot of organizations were doing a lot of their fundraising through offline in-person events which we of course know they're not doing now um and this has hit the small and, and, and medium-sized organizations the hardest right the really big organizations the national health charities like the Canadian Cancer Foundation and their uh and the uh, run for um jumped out of my head the uh who's their big run for.
0: Um, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, races that people Terry you
1: know, Fox was, it was right there at the tip of my tongue. So the, I mean, the annual run for Terry Fox to raise money, they actually raised twenty percent more this year, because of course people were stuck at home this past summer and they weren't they weren't doing anything else. So they they participated in in the Terry Fox run virtually. Of course, they didn't really have to go out and do it. It wasn't a big run where you're with five hundred people you know, in different cities across the country, they just sort of did it on their own and sent money in. So they actually raised more money. But of course, that's the whole point, right? This is this is a large, well-funded, sophisticated organization um, that has the ability to sort of pivot and adapt um, to these kind of changing conditions that smaller and middle-sized um, organizations, they just don't have the um, the wherewithal and the financial means to do it.
0: So did you start Green Apple on, on um, because of COVID or? or No, actually, so
1: we, our vision was to help organizations fundraise because we thought, we knew, I knew this was a better way. I've been involved with my son, in fundraising for my son's events at school, with his sports. And I knew there was a better way that we could sort of, we could create these types of stuff. We know that these types of, um, um, Fintechs exist in other spaces in the cashback space, like you hear rap, Rakuten and, and drop, and you've got um, organizations that do transaction rounding, and then it becomes um, investments towards an investment portfolio uh, like acorns in the U S. Um, but these comp- none of these companies are doing it um, so that all of the stakeholders combined can, can sort of pool their cashback and micro donations together and then send them to an organization rather than having it come back to themselves. So they're all they're all geared right now as sort of millennial cashback apps where they come back to the individual, but they're not being there's no way for an individual to sort of use that same type of automated integrated banking API um, technology and then send it to a third party organization. So that's what we're
0: doing. So it's our
1: vision about making this easier and better especially for the new generations right if you're if you're a millennial or you're a gen z um this is the kind of thing you expect you, like you don't have concerns about privacy they're they're just they live on social media um they don't have concerns about security right they're digital natives they they know how secure this stuff is um they just wanted to be simple these younger generations are really socially active they're happy they really want to support organizations. They they want to support um, for-profit organizations with that have a social or an impact element to their business. And they certainly want to support other causes and organizations they care about. They just want it to be easy. So that's what we were about. It was about making it easy. That was pre-COVID, of course. Um, it turns out that our vision for what was a really nice to have for a lot of organizations has turned into a bit of a need to have for a lot of organizations.
0: Right. Yeah. The, the, this generation is definitely, um, tech savvy and, and unfortunately not too worried about the privacy and stuff like that. They just assume like, you know, whatever they don't care. Um, so how do you like, how, how does, do you, first of all, do I get a receipt that I'm donating to a, a charity or, or how does that work?
1: Yeah. So if, if the organization that you happen to be supporting is a registered charity, then we have the ability to help that organization track all of those donations that come in. And then at the end of the year, help them issue a tax receipt. Cause of course we have all that information. We know who donated what and how much, and then we can just automatically send out a tax receipt at the end of the year.
0: Cool. And it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, a lot, a lot of people are going out and spending a lot of money. Um, So what is, what's the minimum threshold to like, is or is there a threshold until, you know, am, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Is there a minimum threshold to when you guys donate to the, the charity?
1: Oh, I see. In terms of, in terms of how big does the pot have to be before the charity gets it? Right. We, we just we just have it accumulate in a digital wallet on the platform until
0: the charity makes a withdrawal request. And is there other ways I can um, increase my donations? Yeah. So um, yeah, there is actually. So with the
1: with our MVP that we're launching, that's got the transaction rounding. The other way that you can do is you can do a monthly add-on. So you could say, okay, uh, whatever my transactions round up to. First of all, you can pick what you want to round your transactions up to. Um, A funny thing happened a few months ago when my um, team brought this to me. It it never occurred to me you would round up to anything other than a dollar. But then they brought it to me with what you could round up to one, two, one, two, five, and ten, I think is what we said. And I was like, oh, it didn't occur to me you round it to one. They said, sure. If you're somebody of means or if this is something that you really care about, yeah, you might choose to round up to $2 or 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 the nearest $5, whatever it happens to be. Um, So then in addition to that, you can choose to, well, whatever the roundups total up to, then you can, um, you can just do an add on. So my roundups total $20 or $30 or whatever it adds up to at the end of the month, Um, throw on another $10 or $20 or $50, choose an amount. That's cool. Yeah, You can just do this sort of constant, you know, that it's happening in the background on behalf, on your behalf to your organization.
0: Yeah, it just kind of takes off the... The, the monotony of um remembering all the stuff to like to donate to out of the out of the equation for you, so it frees up your time to do other things. yeah so especially yeah. If you're,
1: like a lot of it had to do with my um, my son does he plays hockey, but he he also does high level sport karate. so he, he competes in tournaments. And you know like any sport when you get to a higher level, it starts to get expensive. so um his karate team, um did a lot of fundraising last year um to help offset the cost to parents for the cost of tournaments and stuff and you know we did fundraising barbecues and we did use clothing electronics drives and we did t-shirt sales and raffle ticket sales and all these sort of old fashioned traditional sort of fundraising things that parents as a group get together and can organize and of course this year uh, 20 well last year now 2020 that's in 2019 2020 no fundraising got done um I mean there was really wasn't any tournaments happening <laughs> either but I mean there was no fundraising done because all of those offline in-person things um couldn't happen but that's the beauty of what we can do is um in a lot of cases life goes on so even though you can't uh you know, maybe you can't walk around and sell uh, and sell cookies during a uh, a, a pandemic. Um, you can still have your transaction rounded up from your purchase and skip the dishes.
0: Right, you skip the dishes. That's that's a lot of money right now. Those guys are really raking it in. That's a good job. But uh, I, I, it looks like COVID was like, although unfortunate, it was a great opportunity for you, like for you guys to come in and fill a a, a necessary gap, like. You know, the fundraising is is important in our society to get some money to some of these organizations to for them to continue to do the good that they do. So your your uh, your fill of the space is is uh, is unique and, and very valuable.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 a little sheepish to say that I haven't complained as as much about 2020 as a lot of people have because it <laughs> okay. it hasn't been a complete nightmare for me. Um, the, the pandemic did two things, two important things. First, it, it highlighted the need for a lot of organizations that they need to make some changes and adapt um, and diversify some of their fundraising activities and streams to add this kind of a digital component because it's not interrupted um, by something like a pandemic. Um, in addition to that, I think it 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 opened people's eyes that um, this type of thing is going to be needed sooner rather than later. Um, that this is sort of the direction we're going. It's it seems like we're a bit of a, a COVID solution, but that's only really short term. You know the the, the um, the virus is going to go away. We're we're going to get past this. It'll, it'll probably take most of this year as well before we sort of get through this properly. But, um, you know, then we're going to start to get back to life uh, as normal in, uh, in 22. But that's not going to change the fact that um, millennials in Gen Z want simple, easy, integrated ways that they can help contribute to the organizations they care about. They they don't want to worry. I mean, we a quote from uh, Father Tim at a, at a Catholic church here in town that was uh, looking at um, adopting this and said that uh, you know most of the millennials he knows uh, uh, don't carry cash and probably don't even own a checkbook this is exactly the kind of thing that older old school traditional organizations need to be looking at so they can adapt and update themselves for uh, what's the you know going to be the standard in terms of um, what's going forward
0: yeah well it's like we're getting rid of cash like you go to a lot of stores especially this past year and no one's taking cash because of the virus but it was uh, a trend that we we're moving toward like society on a whole was moving towards anyways was that the reduction of actual physical cash we're talking about like you know um doing bitcoins and doing like just dig- digital transactions so again perfect timing and yeah for for older older um organizations like that church this is this is really good because now it's like you know they can get their 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 donations no matter where that person is it's like i'm going to donate to my church or whatever the case is i don't feel like going to church today but i'm still going to donate whatever right.
1: yeah you know if life gets busy and you, you know and you're, you're you're used to be sort of a semi-regular attendee and you, you know you drop some money in the basket while you happen to be there um and life gets in the way and all of a sudden you can't go for a few weeks well you can still be contributing and this is a way that that can happen right
0: right it's, it's a great thing for community so the social aspects are do you guys have a, an app already or like how how does someone um interact how does someone use your your service
1: so no we're we're still we're going to be launching with just a web-based um we anticipate we'll bringing out an app um this year maybe by the summer um which will be focused on the user side of the platform not the organization side um to make it easier for them to be able to just interact on their phone through an app so no it's just web-based right now you can go to the website but right now we're just about to open a sort of a closed beta which will be running through i expect the end of february and then looking towards uh opening Um, a public launch in March at which point uh, organizations just need to contact us and then we can create accounts on the platform and help them with uh, outreach to their stakeholders and um, take it from there.
0: Cool so as a serial entrepreneur like what kind of advice could you uh you know uh, give other people out there that are looking to get into this kind of lifestyle because Uh, everything that I see online is like people just talking about like being an entrepreneur and just doing it for yourself and just be self-reliant and all this freedom that comes with entrepreneurism. What what advice do you have for these people out there? Um, A
1: couple things come to mind. Um, The first one is that sort of self-reliance freedom thing is, um, is a double-edged sword. Um, yes, those are true. You, you do have freedom. You do have all that self-reliance and sort of that self-control, you know, you're not uh, stuck a lot of the times, you know, going into an office necessarily, um, depending on the business, of course. Right. The, The flip side of that is sometimes it can be feast or famine. I've, you know, I've lived both of those, uh, things through my entrepreneurial career you're either very high or very low sometimes. And, uh, you got to be able to have the right mindset and character to be able to sort of keep a bit of a level head. Don't get too high when things are going good. Don't sink too low when you're struggling, you got to sort of just plow ahead, which then leads me into the next part, which is perseverance. If you want to be an entrepreneur, it just takes a lot of perseverance. You're going to, um, you're going to get some people tell you that you're just the most amazing thing in the world and you need to sort of take that with a grain of salt, but you're going to, but more than that, you're going to get told, told no a lot. Um, it's not a good idea. No this, no that. A lot of doors slammed in your face. It's going to be, a, it's it's a hard road. It's a, it's a very satisfying um, road when you're when you're working on something that you have are very passionate about and you know, that can make a difference and you know, that could be a FinTech company that's trying to change the way the world fundraises, or it could be a landscaping company, which happened to be part of my past. Right. You you know, as long as you're passionate about what you're doing, then you, then you can make a difference and you can make a change, but just be prepared for uh, the trade-offs and the, and the hard work and the in the freedoms, you know, comes with a trade-off, right? It's it's not a nine-to-five job either, right? Uh, entrepreneur is uh, is sort of a twenty-four-seven. I, I was <laughs> at my desk uh, yesterday, Sunday, all afternoon. Family called me for dinner, and I didn't get there till they were done. My my meal was set back in the oven to keep it warm until I got back to the table. So there's that too, right? It just that's that's the life of an entrepreneur too
0: yeah I, I think a lot of people look at the uh, the fame and the glorious side of uh, entrepreneurism or whatever, but they don't see that like, yeah, you're missing dinner sometimes, and it's those twenty four seven days that you're you're going. It's like it's you're always going, right?
1: yeah, twenty four seven days and twenty four seven days when things aren't even going really well, right? I mean right Just even, you know, up. <laughs> even this has run into some you know run into standing right at the edge of the edge of the abyss financially
0: a couple of times Wow, that's crazy so again as as a um as a, an entrepreneur a serial entrepreneur what was the what are the, some of the struggles that are really like really challenged you and how did you overcome them um maybe
1: just one fundraising fundraising like, I, i'm looking back in general i would say i'm terrible at fundraising but that's why one of the things i'm i'm good at is being self-aware enough to understand the things that i'm good at and not good at and if i'm not good at it you get help so i just graduated well wednesday i'll be officially graduated from uh, fulcrum venture accelerator to teach me how to fundraise so we're about to um over the next two to three months, um, open up and, and fundraise a new seed, a seed round for the business. Um, and I've never been better prepared. Um, it's, it's, you learned about how it's a very specific process. It's not just start randomly calling people and see where, where if you get any, if you get any, um, uh, interest, it's a very methodical process in terms of. Lining up who you need to talk to and, and narrowing them down and then finding, um, introductions to a lot of these people, because a lot of the people that you really need to talk to don't want to talk to you unless you're being introduced. And so it's one of those things you got to learn this part of the process is a ways to, you can leverage, even if you have a limited network, leverage that into expanding
0: your network to get those introductions. So it's a lot of networking and um, people interaction, like knowing how to talk to other people.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's just a you know no, nose to the grindstone in terms of um, doing outreach. It's it's uh, it's a bit it's a bit of everything. Um, it's um, I I have I've been saying to people for over a couple of years now in terms of this project, it feels like you're just pushing a rock
0: up a hill and you're just waiting till you can get to a plateau at some point wow that's awesome so um i have a couple questions a few questions that i usually ask my guests i have four and i usually take three of those questions and okay. i ask them the the of the four three of the four so one of the questions is what Isn't technology like you're
1: stranded on a desert island kind of thing
0: <laughs> oh it's not it's <laughs> not that crazy um but uh one of the questions is what technology do you carry every day
1: I have my iPhone with me all the time
0: right just the iPhone no headphones um, watch tablet computer
1: no no I don't have a smart watch I don't bother with a tablet um, I I most of the time I have a desktop computer because I'm at a home office so I don't even have a laptop I have a laptop but I don't use it very much um, so just the one phone Phone in yeah. my computer, I mean, I got two big screens and a desktop
0: computer in my home office. but Keep it pretty simple, though, on, on yeah. every day. That's awesome. So the next question is, uh, what is your, well, we talked about success and stuff like that, but um, I, didn't, I don't think we talked about entrepreneur, but we didn't really get into success or how measuring success. So what is your definition of success? Or what oh, makes you wow. successful?
1: That's a... That's a good question. It's going to be a little bit different for everybody. Um,
0: Definitely is. Yeah, it's a
1: bit of a. I, I think uh, I'm not sure if there's one specific variable. Like I don't, I, I don't think there's a number that you're earning or that you're worth is is a specific thing. Or, um, I, I think it's a combination. I think it's happiness. How how content are you, right? Because all of the other things that you're probably striving for, um from personal and professional success probably all zeroed down to a level of content um, in terms of um, happy and content with your home life, with your family, with your professional life, with your friends, with you know what you're doing in your professional life,
0: yeah, that, that's probably uh, how happy and content are you? Good answer. Um, so for the last question is uh, what will they quote you out of context for when they come for you? What will they
1: quote me out of context? Wow. Um, I just
0: got a quick quip here. I don't know. Um, it's a funny one, but it's a hard one sometimes. What they quote me out of context? Like have you said something that, you know, you meant one thing and and you kind of had to explain it? But if someone came Well,
1: I do that all the time.
0: Right? Yeah. Um I have I have a very
1: dry British sense of humor and I love finding I love I love making jokes where the other person has to think. And if you don't understand um the the reference I'm making in the joke, then it won't be funny. And you'll kind of look at me a little cockeyed, like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> but if you get the reference because you're a little bit older and you're a little bit more seasoned and you, you know, you're, 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 you're a little bit more culturally, you know, you're, you know, you read and, you know, then you understand the ways of the world. Then I could say something and you'll go, yeah, I get it. Or it might be just a Seinfeld reference.
0: Yeah, Seinfeld. I used to love watching that show, man. <laughs> so yeah, um, we're, we're we're coming close to the wrap point. We're at uh, 39 minutes in, but I still have a couple more questions. Um, yep. And I was wondering, like, what's like, what is the ultimate goal for your for your fintech company for Green Apple Pay?
1: Ultimate goal? Yeah. Uh, Chasing down Toby at Shopify for the most valuable tech company in Canada.
0: Wow, and that's 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 a huge aspiration because Shopify is so massive right now.
1: Well, they're number one. They overtook the RBC, right?
0: Yeah, it's not that it's not that it's insurmountable because you can see like even like uh, lots of companies have come and gone. Like you think that oh that company can't fail or that company cannot be beaten and Companies will come and beat them, so you could be the one that t- that uh, takes the lead on that, uh, I, in that trio. So I just over the weekend,
1: uh, you know, I get lots of emails from all sorts of different sources, and and, and it, I don't know why this one jumped out at me, and it was a graph of the Robinhood funding versus valuation. Robinhood is the um, investment app out of the U.S. for yeah. for people the no fee and um, right trading and investment app for people and and then seven years from 2013 to 2020 from their seed round to a series G, they went from zero to just shy of 12 billion in market cap. Wow. So
0: that's
1: I hung insane. it on the wall going, that's what I want our next seven years to look like. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um like when and I hear that happens all the time with fintech. I was yeah. I was shocked. I sat in on, on a talk, and his, the, his name jumps out at me, jumps away from me. Uh, he runs the uh, the narwhal project at the University of Toronto. Um, you know what a narwhal is, right? It's the yeah. Canadian version of a unicorn, which is a your audience. I'm sure most know the unicorn is the uh, term for a company that's reached a billion dollar valuation. So he runs the Narwhal project, tracking companies that are sort of on track or have reached Narwhal status in Canada. Uh, And the one thing that jumped out at me was um, tech companies are valued so vastly different than uh, traditional companies. Um, And he said the average valuation for a tech company is 19 times revenue, Not, not earnings, Revenue, right? Cause you could be losing money, but having a valuation that's on average, that that's, that's the average on his, uh, on the, on the grid of the companies that they're tracking, I think once they get to about somewhere between 50 and a hundred million evaluation that he, he adds them to the list and starts tracking them. So, um, but I was like, but that means you get a company to 50 million in revenue, which could happen relatively quickly in a tech business, in a tech space um yeah you're you're
0: you're there that's insane i i can never i can never understand how these companies can ramp up so quickly like i mean like they get their fundings and they go through this what, the series a and is it a and b series and then, a, b,
1: C, yeah, yeah. it's it,
0: it's always amazing and it's all it all it always sounds so exciting and so glamorous but i'm sure like the road to that is like going through a landmine of just craziness right yeah, it can be right. And some of them just
1: burn through a ton of funding and never quite, you know, get over necessarily that hump and others figure it out. And then they zoom off into the stratosphere and become these huge company. I mean, there's, there are hundreds of billion dollar companies out there that, um, I probably haven't even heard of, that, you know, do something, but they're, but I guarantee you almost without exception, they're a, a cloud-based software business.
0: Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense because they're, they're reduced in their expenses. Like if it's just a cloud-based, you know, ser- uh, software as a service or something like that. Um, I remember hearing that um, businesses they're in the business to mitigate your expenses, so to reduce your, your your costs and stuff like that, right? And also to reduce your your to like um, manage your burn rate so you don't, uh, um, you know kill a, a couple million dollars a day or whatever the case is right. yeah so uh what do you like about being an entrepreneur
1: well not answering to a boss is nice you know, <laughs> i got i got fired once from a job sort of one of those little in-between things where you're trying to pay the bills between businesses um yeah and uh working as selling barbecues and uh I don't know. I don't, wasn't taking uh, some feedback well, I guess. And that was the last, my day, my last day, um, I I like, I like the freedom that it lives, that every, everything, uh, lives or dies on what you're building. It's, it, it all comes down to your vision, um, and whether you can get other people to believe in it, whether that's employees or customers or whatever.
0: Great. So, uh, Chris, uh, we're at like 45 minutes right now. This was a great conversation, and uh, your company sounds amazing. I, I'm sure I'll see it, you know, doing big things in the future. Uh, is there anything you want to leave off with? Could actually, could you just, could you just uh, say your domain name and, and a couple of uh, points where we, where people could find you?
1: Sure. Um, but just before that, I get to that, I was just gonna say the. The one thing about being an entrepreneur is it's it's um I it reminds me a little bit of the fact that I'm an adrenaline drunkie, right? I I had uh, I used to race professionally for race superbikes for Yamaha. So that's a bit of a an adrenaline junkie adrenaline junkie's kind of thing to do. So working for yourself is sort of the uh, the business version of that, I think. Uh, in terms of how to find us, uh greenapplepay.com Twitter at Green Apple Pay, Facebook and LinkedIn are Green Apple Pay. Uh, Instagram is greenapple.pay.
0: That's awesome. So I'll put all these um, in the uh, the bio on on the multi, on the different social places that uh, the podcast will be at. And I want to thank Chris Tufford again for from Green Apple Pay Green Apple Pay. For coming on and, and uh, you know educating us on Green Apple Pay and how he was able to use his company to fill a very necessary space in, in uh, donations, so we can get money to these organizations that help so many people. Uh, again, like thank you, Chris, for coming on.
1: Thanks very much, Greg. I really appreciate you having me on. It's been uh, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. All
0: right. So we'll talk again, Chris. Thank you. All right. You stay safe. Okay. Me too. Bye. Cheers. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Toasted Soul. Thank you for listening and supporting Toasted Soul. Visit us at ToastedSoul.com to leave comments or book guest appearances and to get news on Toasted Soul. Please join us again next week. And as always, live with soul.